But the more that I started to appreciate and love animals and the more that like I look my dog in the eye now and I see myself, there's a soul in there. And so the more that I started to love and appreciate animals, the more I started to love and appreciate myself. Are you ready to uncover your highest purpose, passion, and potential in life? Then you should know the keys to achieving your heart's desires are already in you. Do you have a dream to get in better shape, heal relationships, or even create true financial freedom? Whatever it is, understand that the keys to achieving your heart's desires are already in you. If you're ready to unlock your greatest potential, erase limiting beliefs, and be guided on the journey of creating your dream life, then you're in the right place. This is The Higher Self, with your host, Danny Morell. Hey friends, this week on The Higher Self, I'm away on a road trip right now, and so I didn't have an opportunity to create any new content. So I thought I'd give you inside access to a Zoom recording of myself and uh, my co-author for my new book that's coming out. About a moment in my spiritual journey that quite honestly changed my life, I do animals and my interactions with animals. It was a message, a download that I got very, very clearly and that I had no choice but to obey. And I believe as a result of doing it, it changed everything for me. My, my health got better. My, my financial life got better. My mental clarity got better. Anyhow, I hope you enjoy it. And here's this week's episode of The Higher Self. So growing up, I grew up in a really poor neighborhood, in a, in a rough neighborhood. And the dog, the dog that was the most prevalent dog in the rough neighborhood was the pit bull. So, you know, the bigger, badder pit bull you had, like the tougher you were. And when you're talking about, you know, masculine energy and quite frankly, survival, survival in a rough area, you know, like the dog you have is, is important. It's, it's going to protect you. It, it shows that you're tough. It, it's like a real deal. It's an important thing. You know, most people won't understand this unless you live and have lived in a, in a bad neighborhood, you know? And so one of the things that used to happen was that people would fight their dogs for money. I never had the heart to do that. And, and it was sad to me, but I share that just to show you the extent of which like, you know, in that culture, like the dog's a big deal. It's a very big deal. It, it shows your masculinity. It shows your strength. It shows your power. You know, it's, it's a reflection of you. Right. So, you know, I remember one of my goals was always to like buy a powerful dog because growing up, I grew up with this, this story in my head. Right. And so when I got married, Claudia wouldn't let me get one. <laughs> she thought it was stupid. And she thought, you know, why don't we just adopt the dog? You know? And I was like, you know, I, and I, and I did hear what she was saying, but I couldn't process it because the story was too thick in my head. Like I, I had to have this dog. Like this was just like my mind said, you're, you're going to go get this dog. And you know, no matter what, you're going to go get it. Well, make a long story short. We had several dogs. We had a beautiful English bulldog and, and, and we did have a pit bull at one time. And, and then we adopted a pit bull. We had adopted a pit bull named Neymar. He's actually here with me right now still. And when we adopted Neymar, he was beautiful. He was gold color, yellow eyes, beautiful. I, I thought he would have a big head and a big body. Yeah. Because that was the goal. You want to have the bigger head and the bigger body, right? You know, when he grew up, I started to quickly realize he doesn't have a big head and he doesn't have a big body. <laughs> and, and to me and my pain and in my ego and in my story, that didn't, 
serve that story, that didn't serve that need. He's a beautiful, loving dog, but but because of my pain, I wasn't satisfied with him. So so then Claudia and I get divorced. And when Claudia and I get divorced, you know, I'm thinking now, you know, I'm going to do whatever the hell I want to do. And finally, I'm going to get the dog I've always wanted. And being that I've wanted this dog for so long, I'm not going to mess this one up. I'm going to make sure this time that I get the biggest dog with the biggest head with the biggest muscles. (laughs) And I'm going to get two of them. So I could walk around with two powerful looking dogs because two is more powerful than one. And so I went out there and I started doing my research and I found a kennel and I found this kennel that, you know, all the famous people bought their dogs from and, you know, it's this, this breeder and, you know, so forth and so on. And I thought, damn, these are like the best looking dogs I've ever seen. Mind you, I, I didn't know. I didn't know anything about the dogs. I didn't, I didn't know what their temperament was. Nothing. It was just their look. In any event, I went ahead and I, uh, I called the guy and I said, Hey, I, I want a dog. He goes, and he finagled me. He got me to get this one dog, which was pretty, but he didn't end up being like as big as I wanted him. He cost me $8,000, that dog. Wow. Oh no, it gets worse. <laughs> so about- cheap dog, huh? Yeah, that was the cheap dog. So about six months in, I start to realize this dog isn't as big of a head and as big as muscles as, as, as I wanted to either. And so I called the guy back and I said, listen, I'm not, I'm not playing around because this was me. This was the alpha male. He gets whatever he wants, right? I'm not playing around. I know what I want. And there was a dog. I'm going to have to find his name for you because it's actually a very famous dog. I'll find the name because it's an important part of the story. There was a dog that for this breed of a dog, it was the American bully. He was the most famous dog ever because he sold to a man in China for $750,000 because of his sperm. His sperm was so valuable. People were paying hand over fit for, for this dog. So I call the guy and I go, I want a son from that dog. And I want the first pick of the best litter from that dog. And he just so happened to have two litters coming up. One was from that dog to a female. And the other one was from his son to a female. So says, I'll tell you what, I'll give you the first. And I've, I negotiated my way. I don't know how I did. I said, I want the first pick of both litters. Because I'm not messing this up this time. This is my opportunity, right? And he goes, okay, 50 grand. And I say, done. I'll send you the 50 grand. This is how crazy I am, right? Wow. And so I send them the 50 grand and, you know, both of the litters are born within a week of each other. And Jack, it's very evident. There is one dog that you could just see it. They're like this little, they're this big, but you can just see like, that's the guy. You, you could just tell. Sure enough, about three months in, they stand them up next to each other. That's the guy. He was always the guy. So I I take my kids and I fly them down there. We're going to go pick up this dog. And uh, we picked them up. And so my dog's names were Kratos and Mojo. Kratos was the first one. Mojo was the second one. And so I spent $58,000 on these dogs. Okay. So then, you know, what, what I never realized was the energy in all of this. 
because I was still going through my healing process. And what I realized is that I don't know that many of us as human beings realize our energy in relationship to animals in general and how that energy and the relationship with animals affects our lives because we're not conscious of it. I wasn't conscious of it. You know, here I am, I'm, I'm playing games with these dogs and I'm trying to make matchmaker to create something that my ego needs, which is not fair. Uh, it's not fair to the dogs. So the dogs start living with me and I live a very active lifestyle. I walk every single day. I work out. I do yoga, you know, the whole thing. And I start to realize that these dogs are so muscle bound. They can't even walk around the freaking block with me. They literally can't even walk down the street without breathing heavily. And because they're poor little bodies, they're just, they were just bred for muscle. And I start to think, what the heck? Like, what did I do? What did I do? You know? And it gets to a point where they're about a year and a half old. The dogs love me. I love the dogs. But there's something missing. It's like, I realized that I, it was all my head. It was all my ego. Like, it wasn't my heart. You know, and so I would look at people and their relationship with their dogs and I would start to realize like, like, I don't love these dogs the way these people love their, these dogs. T to be quite honest with you, I don't know that I've ever loved a dog like that, at least at least back then, you know, back then. And so I had concocted a plan, a little business in my head. And I thought to myself, OK, Mojo, I built Mojo, a little Instagram account, the whole thing. Wow. I go, all right. I'm going to sell Mojo sperm for 3000 bucks a pop at 3000 bucks a pop at 20 pops. I get my money back. I have two great dogs. This was my plan. The problem is I started doing ayahuasca <laughs> and ayahuasca is the feminine spirit of God. Love. It's love. And so she very quickly convicted me. And that plan, and she started showing me how I was using an animal to fulfill some void or some hole that I had in myself and then using them to make money. And it started to feel wrong. And slowly, and this is why this is such an important part of my journey, slowly, I started realizing how my relationships with animals wasn't very healthy with how much I consumed them with how much I didn't care for them with how much I, I just, I didn't even think about them. It was like that they were there to serve a purpose for me versus we're here together. And that was a huge shift for me, Jack. It was a huge, huge shift for me. I started to realize that, and this is for me, this is not for everybody, but I started to realize that you know, every time she showed me how every time I ate an animal, it was kind of like I was eating myself because there's a soul in there. There's a soul in there, you know, and 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 then, you know, little by little, I, I, I started to eat less meat and less chicken and I dialed it down to fish and then and then to eggs. And then eventually I just became vegan, quite, quite frankly. And the more and more that I did that, the more and more that I started to realize that my, my spiritual journey and my, my third eye and my, my crown, it started to open and I started to be able to like see, and I started to be able to just energetically connect with people more. It was like, it was like the, the more that fear and the more that control and the more that ego 
through animals, through my relationship with animals left me, the more that love started to be present in my life. And the more that like, it's kind of crazy, Jack, but like everything I ever wanted started to like appear. So I concocted another plan, right? And I go, all right, fuck. <laughs> so I can't sell his sperm. So I just have to get rid of these dogs. I don't, I don't treat them the way they deserve to be treated. I travel all the time. I'm going to be moving to Austin. I don't know where I'm going to live over there. I'm going to probably lease a place. I, I can't lease a place with two dogs. Like, like this is it. This is the moment. I, 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 I just got to sell the dogs. And you know what? I'm okay with that. I, I'm okay. I, my, my ego wants me to hold on to them because I feel good every time I'm walking around the mall and, and people like my dogs and it makes me feel special. It makes me feel good. But if I'm honest with myself, I'm not giving these dogs what I should be giving them. It's, it's unfair to them. You know, it's unfair to them. And so there was a trainer that I had hired to first train Kratos, my first dog. And I took him to a dog show and the whole thing. And Jack, I remember when I took him to his dog show, because I was just doing part of my plan, because like the more famous the dog gets, the more money you get for the sperm type of deal. You know, this is just like the dog world, basically. I would go to these events and these shows. And Jack, the energy was so horrible there. Horrible, horrible. Mm -hmm. The people involved in this industry and in this, ugh, I don't know, it was just, it was thick. And I remember I felt convicted. And I remember I felt so bad because the guy, Kratos, Kratos doesn't know what the fuck you want from him. He's just a dog. He, he's just, he's just happy. He's just, the dogs are just love. And here goes my trainer who who's a nice guy, but he's trying to make him hold his head a certain way, stand a certain way. And if like, and if you don't stand a certain way that the train, you know, if you move your foot one inch, they got to put the foot. Back. And it's, I, I started getting so convicted. Like I started feeling like, what if somebody made me stand a certain way or look a certain way or act a certain way just because they wanted something from me. You know, and I just felt terrible about it. Terrible. And so I said, you know what, man, I don't know what I'm going to do because now not only do I not give these dogs the love they deserve, and now I feel bad about taking them to these shows. I just got to get rid of them. So I called the trainer guy and I called the trainer guy. I said, Hey, I come to the decision. I'm going to sell dogs. And he goes, okay. Now this trainer guy did not have $58,000, but he knew how valuable my dogs were. And he specifically knew how valuable Mojo was because Mojo was like, we'll, we'll include a picture. I mean, oh my God, he's beautiful. Yeah. He's beautiful. So I said, look, all I want is my money back. And I had already started announcing him on Instagram. People already, people had sent me deposits for his sperm, the whole thing, but I got convicted. Once I get convicted, I, I just can't do it. I can't, I, I have to honor what I feel, you know? Yeah. And so I go, you know, just give me 58,000 bucks. Just give me my money. Just give me the money that I spent back. By that time, Mojo was bigger. He's now more valuable because now you can see what he's going to look like versus when I bought him, it was like a crapshoot. But now it's like, oh no, this dog is the real deal. Like people loved him. He goes, I'll give it to you. I'll find a way. And you know, I'm not that attached to money. So I go, if you want, just give me 30 grand up front and you know the rest. I trust you. And I, I, pay. I don't know. I'm just not that way with money. I, I don't really care too much. Whatever. He goes, okay, done deal. Done. We shook on it. Done deal. I'll come back next Friday. I'll give you the, the deposit and, and we'll go from there. I go, all right, good. I start feeling really good about it. I start feeling really good because I'm like, you know what? He's going to love these dogs. He's going to, he's going to, they're going to be happy. They're going to be spoiled. Like, cause they're very valuable to him. Like this feels good. 
this feels right. This feels like the right thing to do. Then that weekend, I happened to be having an ayahuasca ceremony. I had this moment where I start going through a journey, a spiritual journey and unraveling without consuming the medicine. It was kind of scary, Jack, because I'm, I'm twitching, I'm shaking, I'm going in, I'm seeing the future, I'm, I'm, I'm seeing things like shit is happening to me. And I hadn't even taken the medicine. So it's normal when that happens to you when you take the medicine. But when you don't take the medicine and that happens to you, now I'm like, oh my God, like what is happening right now, right? And clear as day, Jack, clear as day. She showed me, at the time I had these, these feathers, which I have to get them remade. She showed me in a ceremony, what I do is I, I do a, what's called a feather blessing on people. And it's pretty awesome because it's like the feathers represent the animal kingdom. When you are under ayahuasca or mushrooms or whatever, you know, your senses are so, it's, it just feels wonderful. So when feathers brush by your face, like you feel like a bird is covering you. It, it's, 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 inc- Jack, it's incredible. It's incredible. And so she showed me like millions of people, like a sea of people. And I was going like that to them. Like she showed me, she showed me the future basically. And she showed me like that I was going to help impact millions of people. And then she showed me the dogs. She showed me the dogs clear as day. And I was like, but I'm not doing nothing wrong. I'm selling the dogs. And she shows me the dogs and she says, if you sell those, Jack, I swear to you, I swear to you. She says, if you sell those dogs and you let those dogs be bred, you are placing a financial curse on your life. Jack, clear as day, clear as day. Like I'm telling you, I'm telling you like audible, audible, the way I'm talking to you like that. And I'm like, fuck, but what am I going to do with $60,000? Blah, 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 blah. She goes, you need to cut it right now. Just like that. You need to cut it and end this right now. It gives me, it gives me chills just thinking about it. Cause I knew what I had to do in that moment, like a day later or something, the guy sends me a picture Cause when ayahuasca tells me something, I listen. So I don't know if this was before or after it, it might've even been before it might've been. He has sent me a picture of the bitch that he had ready for Mojo and the dog Jack. It was the cutest little thing. And the dog is just looking at you. And the minute I turned on my phone and I saw the picture, I'm like, no, 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 no. I don't want to see it. I don't want to know anything. I don't want to, no, no, no. Don't. Because you're essentially raping the poor dog. You know what I mean? A slave trade. Yeah. Yeah, this is the, 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 the poor dog has no idea what's happening. So I was illicit or going to be illicit, even though in my ego, I was washing my hands of it. Right. And I was, it was somebody else's issue. I was still receiving an energetic. That's what I just, I just got it right now. I was receiving an energetic exchange for the dogs. So energetically, I was still attached. Think of how powerful that is. Think of how powerful that is, because think of how power people don't realize that we are energy. And so, by the way, I think this, I'm going to make this a podcast. This, this, this one, this is going to be an episode. So if you guys are white, yeah, this, this is good. So if you guys are watching this week's episode, this literally, I, I just made the decision. I just made, because I feel like this is a message you all need to hear. And Jack is helping me write my book. And this is going to be a part of our book. Back to the story. So then, so then I'm, I'm energetically still attached, right? I, be, even though I'm not doing the act, I know because now I saw the poor little dog's face and something that I am doing will contribute to her being raped. 
which also started to heal my relationship with the feminine. Because it's not just a dog, that is the feminine energy. That is the feminine energy that is living in that dog. And so I started to heal my relationship with animals, with money and the feminine. And as a result, with love, all in this one interaction, all in this one interaction. But it was still my choice, Jack. It was still my choice. We, st we still have the power to choose. And I know a lot of people who have gotten messages either in ceremony or who their conscience or their heart or their gut tells them what the right choice is. And they still decide to not make the right choice. So I had to decide. It's either I was, and I'll say the word, and I don't, I don't have any shame in saying it. Either I was going to be obedient or I wasn't going to. And so I called the guy and I said, hey, brother, I know this. And he was already excited. He was, he was telling the world. He had people lined up, willing to pay him thousands. He had already basically made his money back. That's how popular my dog was, how beautiful my dog was, is. And I go, hey, brother, I can't do it. And Jack, it killed me because I always honor my word, my word. Like if I shake your hand, it killed me, Jack. It killed me because this is, this is like going against my, my principles here. But I, I knew what I had to do. I knew, you know, oh, I felt so bad. I almost gave him, I almost literally gave him money. That's how much I don't care about money. Like money is, you know, not, I almost gave him money to apologize to, for me, not keeping my word. Yeah. So, and so he was devastated because his future just brightened up his, his whole thing. But I, I knew I, I couldn't do it anymore. And so, so I kept the dogs and I kept the dogs for a little bit longer. And honest to God, Jack, like that, that moment changed my life. It, it changed my life because it, it changed my heart. You know, it changed my heart. And I, I can honestly say it's all coming to me full circle right now, but I can honestly say that the more I started to love and appreciate animals, not as something separate than me, not as something that I can take advantage of, that I can kill, that I can, for, for my use, my consumption, you know, this is me and my journey. But the more that I started to appreciate and love animals and the more that like I look my dog in the eye now and I see myself, there's a, there's a soul in there. And so the more that I started to love and appreciate animals, the more I started to love and appreciate myself, the more I started to love and appreciate my kids, the more I started to love and appreciate everybody. And the more that I started to love and appreciate everybody, the more they started to love and appreciate me. And Jack, I'm going to tell you right now, the craziest thing, man, is like, you know, and, you know, and this is part of why we're doing what we're doing. This is, this is why we have the events. This is why we write the books. This is, this is why we're doing this is because humanity doesn't realize we're energy and it doesn't realize how powerful our energy really is. And it doesn't realize how trapped our energy is. And so since then, business has skyrocketed, skyrocketed. And I'm not saying like, don't eat animals and, you know, don't breed animals. Everybody's journey is different. What I'm saying is for me and part of my my journey and part of my purpose and part of, quite frankly, my ability to fulfill my purpose and, and help people the way that I'm going to, I had to go through that. That was part of my journey. I had to go through it and I had to learn it and I had to really, you know, not learn it, but like really, it, it, was, a, it was a soul change is what it was. And so when we were moving here to Austin, I didn't know where I was going to live. I just knew I can't be away from my kids, you know? And so... 
I just followed Claudia and the kids and, and I just said, um, I'll just find a place. I'll just rent a place, but knowing that I was going to rent a place, which this is, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm just leasing here until I bought, I bought some land. We're, we're building a house, you know, whatever, but knowing that I was going to lease, I knew like, I'm going to minimize the market is hot over there. I'm going to minimize my chances of, of, of finding a home if I have two dogs. And so um, their dog Walker, who loves them, I, I called her and I said, hey, will you take the dogs from me? This is a $60,000 gift now. This is a big gift. She said, yeah, of course I would. Oh my God, the family loves them, so forth and so on. But I said, on one condition, I'm getting them snipped. Because that, that's what she said. She said, cut it. She said, cut it. So I knew what she meant. And so those dogs who were created out of ego and to be and to be used by man can never be used like that again. And for me, I think that's just beautiful. You know, that's just it's just so beautiful to see, like to think back, like I literally can picture the apartments, I can I can picture the the alley, I can picture the dogs fighting. It's just so beautiful, like you know, that journey. And it's a, it's a big part of my story. It's a big part of my story. That's it for this week's episode of The Higher Self. If you enjoyed this, please make sure to leave a four or five star rating, share it with all of your friends, all of your family members, and post any comments or questions that you may have, whether you're seeing this on my website, YouTube, podcast, Spotify, whatever the case may be. We really are here to help guide you to your highest self.